Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And I realize that a lot of what I say can be confusing. Here's the deal. I really want to make sure I'm making all of these concepts as clear as I can with as little complexity and distortion as possible. I know that is a huge task and that no matter what I say, my intention will be different than your interpretation. This is the telephone game that we all play when it comes to human communication. And I've done a podcast on this in the past. I think it was a couple of years ago, but it was a couple of years ago. So do you guys know what I'm talking about? Have you ever played that game, the telephone game? I played it with my niece when I was back in Oregon for the holidays. And even though it was only a telephone game with four people, right? It was only four people. It was my niece, it was my brothers, my sister, my sister-in-law, right? My, my brother's wife and myself. It was only the four of us, but we never got the correct starting phrase. It was wild. Like it's a really fun game to see what the initial sentence was compared to the final sentence because it's it was never the same. It was so crazy. And this happens even with two people, right? The words that travel between two people, even when they're heard correctly, they're never going to match. They're never going to match. What I mean is that when person A has an intention to communicate, an idea to get across to person B, the words are never really going to be enough to fully, effectively, and accurately get that message to the other person. And on the other side of this, person B will always receive the message and filter it through their own perception of reality, right? Their own interpretation of what those words mean to them. Therefore, the words themselves are the neutral medium through which we attempt to communicate ideas, concepts, thoughts, and beliefs. But the intention of the sender is much more powerful than the words themselves, and the words themselves will always be filtered through the conditioning and character of the receiver. This is the perpetual telephone game that we play as long as we use verbal language to communicate. And this is why so many esoteric truths are taught in story and parable format, because words alone just don't do it. This is also why there are so many different beliefs around the same statement, right? Like one man makes a statement, and then we have like 20 different religions or 20 different sects of one religion, all offering a different interpretation. It's wild. Now, brothers, last week I offered you an idea. I offered you a great way to manifest, right? I offered you a way of manifestation. And not surprisingly, I had a lot of questions. Great. Like, look, I love questions. Like, I want your questions. I'm not complaining about questions. I want questions. If I were possible for me to hold a seminar where all of you were invited to attend and just ask me questions, I would be delighted. In fact, that's something that's been on my mind for years. I believe that this would be so much more effective than a podcast where I'm just basically talking at you, right? And and really, I'm I'm uncertain of how much of this you're actually picking up, if you're picking up any of it. Now, I assume you're picking up a lot of it because you come back every week and you listen. So I would bet that the reason any of you choose to stop listening to this podcast is because it gets to the point where you just don't understand it anymore. It's not because you don't believe it, but because you don't know how to apply it. Because the truth is, this information, when correctly understood, will resonate deeply within you. It will begin to unlock the codes that have been locked in your DNA since you were born. When the codes of your DNA are unlocked, they emit light. 
this is the attractor field. This is the electromagnetic energy that attracts your desires, right? That attracts your wants. This is what it means to be enlightened. The word literally means in light, right? Full of light, having light emit from you, enlightened, right? You're in light. This is possible for all humans, brothers. This is not possible for just a select few. <laughs> like we're all capable of enlightenment. We all have these codes within us and we all have the potential of unlocking these codes to vibrate at a higher frequency. It's not just some far off journey that requires self-sacrifice or for you to go off and live in a temple or a cave or an ashram and be far away from civilization, your family and live alone in, in solitude and poverty so you can meditate into a heightened state of being. Like that's not the case. That's what we're told. That's what we see in movies. That's what, that's what everybody kind of believes. But you can become enlightened and still go about your daily life. You can live as an enlightened man and still live your daily life. Although I will admit that your experience of your daily life will change and maybe some of the circumstances in it will change as well. Now, the reason why so many of us, so many humans don't reach enlightenment is not because it is difficult or out of our grasp. It is because of an idea. It is because of a thought. It is because of this little seed that lives in the mind, this little seed that was planted when you were young in our early childhood. It wasn't planted by someone else. It wasn't planted by our parents or our siblings or any, by any other adult. Any of these could have been the circumstance for the seed being planted, but the seed itself was planted by ourselves in our own mind. And while we grew into childhood bodies, that seed grew with it. That seed grew into a tree that began to block our view of the world, our true view of the world. It became a filter for every experience we ever had. And as our childhood bodies grew into our adolescent bodies, that seed continued to grow into a tree with more and more branches. The more branches that grew, the more our vision of the truth became obstructed of the world and from ourselves, the less we were able to see the truth about the world and about ourselves because of this obstruction. And every decision that we made came from this obstruction. And every result we got from our decision reinforced that obstruction. And now as our adolescent bodies grew into teenagers and young adult bodies, so did that seed continue to grow. And those branches became more and more, and they grew leaves on them to continue to make our vision of the truth even more difficult to see. And when we arrive at adulthood, all we can see is the obstruction itself. Our vision of the world and ourselves is completely blocked by this seed and the product of it, the tree, the branches, and the leaves. And so we play this telephone game with each other, yelling at each other through a thicket of branches and trees and leaves, a forest of conditioning and programming, and it all came from a seed, one little seed. Brothers, I have said to you repeatedly that everything starts with a thought. I've offered you the universal truth. I've offered you the model of alignment. I've gone deeply into the mysteries of the great teachers and reinterpreted their words to help decondition you from the, from the religions of control. I offer guidance in the form of several systems that aim to free you from the matrix itself, the structure of institution and outer authority. And yet all that really matters is one thing, the seed that started it all. Brothers, do you know that you live in this hologram? Do you know that this that we, world we live in is a hologram? I've talked about it before on the movie of life, the game of life. Do you know that this is a game? That we are here playing a game? Is it possible for you to let go of your version of reality and see the world as it is instead of the way you are? Is it possible for you to surrender to the path of your inner divinity and live a life of peace and love and stability? Or does all that seem like a dream? Does all that seem like hocus pocus? Does all that seem like bibble babble? Like all that is just bananas? Does your mind reject the possibility that you can live the life, your life, in a blissful state, regardless of your circumstances? And does your mind reject the idea that you can attract into your life something other than chaos, conflict, and suffering? 
And if your mind does reject these ideas, then you are not alone. Brother, so many humans are walking around with eyes closed, blocked by the product of the seed they planted in the first few years of life. This seed is the cause, my friends, the cause of all the suffering in the world today. You see, the universal truth lives. It is a framework that describes the way we create our reality. We experience our inner world through the outer world. We experience ourself through the collective. We see ourselves in our results. We see ourselves in the mirror of the collective. What gives anything power? What gives anything value? What gives anything identity? What gives anything worth? Well, it's an idea, of course. It's just a thought that gives anything power. It's just an idea that gives anything value. It's just a belief that gives identity and worth. Take money as an example. Brothers, money is paper. <laughs> I mean, cash is paper. It's paper. Let's just begin with that. That basic simple concept. Cash is paper. I mean, maybe it's plastic, depending on which country you're listening to this podcast in. It's just paper. It has value because of our idea of it, because of our belief in it. It has value due to the belief that we give it. If an alien were to come down from space, a little like ET guy, and we told this little ET how to get food, like how we got food. We get food and shelter and warmth and how you can buy anything, you know. We taught it about money. You know, in the mind of that alien, it would grab a stack of post-it notes or a stack of business cards or a bunch of paper from the copy machine and it would run to the Mercedes dealership and try to buy a car. <laughs> you know? Because that's, that's basically what we do as humans. We look at all the paper. We say, look at all the paper I've got. In fact, it's even one of the slang terms, right? Look at all this paper. Look at my paper. In some countries, inflation got to be so high that a man could walk through the city with a wheelbarrow full of cash and people would attack him so they could steal the wheelbarrow. <laughs> they just dump out the cash and steal the wheelbarrow because the cash was useless. It became literally just paper. You've probably heard the expression that money's not worth the paper it's printed on. And brothers, this is a true story. You can confirm this on your own. You can Google it. This happened. This happened in a couple countries, I think. But that actual story happened in, in one specific country. Now, as a side note that I, you know, I hear that the banks want to do away with cash. You know, they want to make money even less tangible. They don't even want you to associate it with paper. They want money to be a complete idea, a figment of your imagination, which is really what this is all is anyway, right? This whole thing is a figment of our imagination. This entire hologram, this thing we call reality is a figment of our imagination. This is all a hologram. This is all a dream. It's all an idea. It's an idea. And brothers, that is a part of the secret to manifestation. You know that it's all an idea. You, you have to know that it's all an idea. To know that it's all an idea, that it starts with an idea. Everything starts with a thought. Everything is a thought. Everything in your life is an example of a thought you've thunk or are thinking. Thunk, is that a word? A thought you've thunk. <laughs> or are thinking, right? Everything in your life is a result of the seed, you planted when you were an infant and the obstruction that grew throughout your lifetime from that seed. Brothers, have you heard the term as above, so below? It's one of the things that I talk about in the, in the academy. As above, so below. Have you heard of the concept of the Big Bang? What if I told you that everything we see in our universe, every theory we postulate is simply a form of the universe revealing ourselves to ourselves that we have this benevolent universe, this benevolent third dimensional space of oneness that is basically just trying to show us our own perfection? What would you think if I told you that the role of existence is for us to move through the weeds of the external so that we can see the everything as a mirror of the self? And the Big Bang is just one example. 
Just like religion is an idea, brothers, science is an idea also. It's just an idea. It's all just an idea. It's all just a thought. It's all just a part of the external trying to reveal the internal to the human soul. It's all just a part of the universe trying to show us our own perfection. The Big Bang is a theory that at some point in the past, (laughs) don't even get me started on time. I'm not even going to talk about time on this podcast. But it's a theory that at some point in the past, in the distant past, everything in the universe existed in an infinitely dense and infinitely tiny dot. They call it the singularity. It's not even a sphere because a sphere requires three dimensions and then it would have volume and therefore it would have, it wouldn't have infinite density because density is a mathematically, it's a part of math and, you know, it's part of mass and, and volume, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into the whole mathematics of it because that would just, that would be too far to be outside the scope of this podcast. But basically the idea is that there, you know, there was this point, point in space that took up no volume. It took up no space as we know it. It was just a dot. And I know it sounds absurd, right? Already this sounds absurd. (laughs) Already this sounds incredibly absurd. And this is what the scientists, this is what the most intelligent, the quote unquote, most intelligent people believe. They believe in this theory called the Big Bang, that there was this dot, this infinitely dense dot And yet, this is the predominant theory of how creation came to be, right? Like, I know it sounds absurd. There's this dot out there. It's totally wild. This singularity, this this has, it's so dense. It's so dense, but it has no volume. It can't have any volume. It can't have any volume because there's no space. There's nothing around it. There's nothing in it. It's just there. Like, there's nothing around it. There's nothing outside of it. It's just there. It's just this dot. So there's this dot, (laughs) and this dot blew up. Now, the dot wasn't in space. Like I say, the dot wasn't there because there's no space for it to be in. It's just there. And when it blew up, it blew up into space, which didn't exist before, right? There was no space before the dot, but when it blew up, it created the space, almost like a vacuum, and became everything we know about the universe. It began to create all the universe. It created all the stars and all the planets and all the comets and all the matter, you know, all the atoms and elements and quarks and leptons. Brothers, look, I know it sounds so wild, right? Like this is basically the theory of the Big Bang that that everybody just accepts is true. (laughs) And his theory is so wild. And really, really intelligent people believe this is how all of creation began. But then again, really, really, really intelligent people also believe that creation happened in seven days too. So, you know, because that's another theory. Because intelligence has nothing to do with it. It's not about how smart you are. This is all an idea. It's all just an idea. It's all just there to show us ourselves. It's all a metaphor. Just like the seven days of creation is a metaphor, brothers, the Big Bang is a metaphor. The dot is a metaphor for a seed. It's a seed. And that seed is where all creation begins. It's a metaphor for you. For the infinite eternal that is you. You are the Big Bang. And it all began with the first thought, that seed, that seed that blew up in your mind, that grew into all the trees and branches and leaves and fruits and just has blocked you from knowing the truth. The scientists want to call it the universe. You are the universe grown from the seed within you. Everything is a metaphor. Nothing is real. It is all trying to show you yourself. I am you in love with yourself. That is Rumi. Rumi said that. You guys know Rumi, the great Sufi poet. I am you in love with yourself. That is what the universe is. You understand? That's what all of creation is. The universe is you in love with you, trying to release you from the bonds of conditioning, the prison of the forest that came from the initial seed. Everything is showing you what you need to see so that you can return to peace. 
so that you can return to bliss, so that you can return to yourself. And this isn't a promise that occurs after death. This isn't about the afterlife. This is a promise in the here and the now. Oh man, how can I get this across to you? How can I explain this to you, my friends? I've been racking my brain for years. My beautiful, perfect, worthy brothers, the gift of divinity lives within you. It is there. It is there waiting for you to unlock the code and release the light from every cell of your body. The universe is urging you into the most quintessential nature of who you are. It is calling you into the mystery of who you are by showing you in all of your relationships what you're thinking. It wants you to see the seed of your thoughts. So it reveals to you in every moment of waking life in relationship what it is you're thinking in reflection, in feedback, in gratitude and in love. The universe is your benevolent friend. It's the mirror of your very soul reflecting back to you the seeds of your subconscious programming. Brothers, have you ever seen the movie Inception? It's an older movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's an older movie. It depends on how old you are. I'm an older guy, so I, it seems like an older movie to me. I think it was, probably came out about 20 years ago. I'm not really sure when, but it's got Leonardo DiCaprio and it. it's got Tom Hardy in it. You know, I love both of these actors, but it's got a, a lot of other great actors as well. Anyway, look, it's a documentary, okay? It's not a movie, it's a documentary. Everything begins with an idea, everything begins with a thought, and this thought will come to define you. It will determine everything about your life. That's me quoting Leonardo DiCaprio. Watch the movie. Maybe you have to watch it a hundred times until you get it. I know people that have seen it two dozen times and still don't get it, right? They've literally watched the movie like 20 times and they just don't get it. Like, man, that is the most confusing movie. But then again, I've talked to people that have watched The Matrix 20 times and still don't get it. <laughs> so that's okay because it is what it is. But look, it's a documentary. Okay, it's a non-fictional truth told through the story of fiction. Go watch it and see what you think. Now, what does this all mean? If it's all a thought, how do we let go? How do we become enlightened? Because that is the way of enlightenment. The way of enlightenment is not accumulation. It's not more knowledge. It's less knowledge. It's not more conditioning. It's less conditioning. How do you live the life of your dreams? How do you live into the best version of yourself? How do you experience your highest vibrational frequency? How do you embody your divine masculine? How do you elevate your alpha state? These are all the same question. We have to get to the seed. You have to get to the seed that is in your mind, creating all the distortion of reality. But we don't see the seed, do we? No, we don't see the seed. We see the trees and the branches and the leaves and all the obstructions. So we begin... We begin by hacking away at the leaves. You know, we get out our machete and we start hacking away from the leaves. We hack away the leaves. We hack away the branches. Now, look, I'm not talking about doing anything destructive to the environment. Okay, brothers, this is a metaphor. I'm talking about a metaphor. Really, the first step in this is to become aware that you are not really seeing the world at all, that you're only really seeing the distortion. And that, that alone creates or requires a lot of awareness. That alone requires massive awareness. I would say that 90% of the people in the world are walking around there believing that they're in reality, that they're actually looking at something that is real. And of course, it's real in the form of matter. Of course, it has mass, right? It's made up of energy. It's made up of stuff. So it's real in the sense that I can experience through my five senses. But it's still a part of the hologram. It's still a part of the representation of what I believe. So really, the first step is to become aware, is to become aware that you're not really seeing the world at all, that you're seeing only the distortion. You're not seeing the world as it is. You're seeing the world the way you are. 
And once you know you're seeing the distortion, then you can begin to remove it. And I think most of you are there. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So you know that you don't see the world the way it is and you only see the world the way you are because that's an alpha male tenant. And you begin. You begin to do the work. You get out your machete and you begin to hack away at the distortion. You hack away at the leaves and the branches and the trees and the bushes. You move through the jungle prison, taking down the obstruction, and you begin to see some light coming through. You get a glimpse of the world as it is, and it's so beautiful. It's so generous. It's so peaceful. It's so perfect. And this gives you energy. And it gives you drive and determination, but it's hard work and you're tired. And you say, maybe I've done enough work. I've seen the glimpse. I've seen the beauty. I know it's there. Maybe I can live with this little, this little fragment, this little sliver of light, this little glimpse of the world, because it is so much better than being in complete darkness, being in the total obstruction of this jungle. So you stop the work and you think that you'll be able to live with this sliver of light, with this little glimpse. But you know what happens. The trees grow back, the branches grow back, and the leaves grow back. And before you know it, you can't see anymore. The world is back to being completely obstructed. And you say, I did all that work and nothing happened. What a waste of time. Or you say, that didn't work for me. I'm just right back to where I started. And then you go off and you try something else. And then you quit again. And it repeats and 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 so on and so on. And this is a metaphor for anything and everything. This is what we call karma. It's a metaphor for how you are with money. It's a metaphor for how you are in relationships. It's a metaphor for how you are with your body and weight loss and health or how you are with your habits and buffering and addiction. It just keeps coming back until you can see the seed. You're just going to go through the same relationship with a different person until you can see the seed, until you can see the thought, the idea that's in your mind. You're just going to keep losing weight and getting down to that, that target body weight, and then you're going to just put it all back on. Or you're going to make a bunch of money, get up to your target net worth, and you're going to spend it all. I know you guys have heard stories of people that win the lottery, and then a couple of years later, they're right back to where they were before. Or what about the celebrities? What, you know, what about the sports stars? What about the, the movie stars? You know, the musicians, the, the music stars? You know, they rise to fame and then they spend all their money and they're right back where they started. It's because of the seed. It's because of the thought. It all comes from the idea, the first little idea that you planted when you were a little boy. Brothers, the only way to create permanent change is to uproot the seed. Yes, you must do some hacking, right? You must clear out some of the overgrowth so you can get to the ground and find the roots. And once you do that, you must pull out the roots that grew from the seed. You must get to the seed itself. And this is not about planting new seeds, right? That's why positive affirmations and positive thinking and willpower and New Year's resolutions, you know, they're all doomed to failure because they're just attempts to plant new seeds in an already overgrown jungle. You have to remove the products of the original seed. You have to take down the trees and the bushes. You have to uproot them from the earth. There is a process that we use in the academy for this. There is a process that we use to get to the root and pull it out and plant new seeds. You are capable of this. But what I want you to know from this podcast is that it is just an idea. It's all just an idea. It's all just a thought. Everything around you is an example of an idea. Everything around you is a product of your original seed. The entire universe is a hologram of thought. The entire universe is the effect of causal consciousness. 
How do we unlock the code from your DNA? How do we release the light that lives within you? How do you, you brother, you listen to this podcast right now, how do you become enlightened? It's through thought. It is the simplicity of reduction in thought until you reach the very quintessence of your being. It's a letting go, a surrendering of all the conditioning. So what remains is your most purest form. The keys to your inner truth live in your thinking. Everything in the universe is an idea. Everything you experience is through your thoughts. That is the simplest way of telling you the most complex esoteric mysteries. Everything you experience is through your mind. It's not going to get any more simple than that. Brothers, the difficulty is in getting to the roots. It is in getting to the seed and pulling it out and replanting the new seed. That's the difficulty. It's in the work itself, not in the concept. The work is difficult. The truth is simple. And the work doesn't have to be difficult. That's why I created the academy. That's why we're in a brotherhood. That's why there is a personal work that you're going to do on your own, as well as a group of like-minded men who are doing the work alongside you and are there to encourage and motivate you. Because we're not doing this alone. Brothers, when you are ready to have a better life and experience more peace and joy and bliss, take the momentous leap and enroll. Just come see us. You have nothing to lose, except your limiting beliefs. You'll probably lose those. Until next week, my brothers, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.